In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Welcome in to another edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. It's the podcast, still without Howard, because he couldn't pay his electricity bill. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining me this evening. And it is not just me. No, I have a very special guest. If you couldn't tell by my shirt or the set of the Kidder show over here with Beer, Blues, and BS. Well, it is one of my old friends. He's not old. We've just known each other for that long. It's my good friend, Clinton Cunanan from another lost year. Welcome to the Triple B. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody. Doing my way oh, I'm coming in. I love it. He's he he's, he, he thinks that there's the uh, mass applause like he used to get uh, on on stage, and I say used to because it's been like I don't know what a month since you've been on stage, something like that. Ooh, two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. Okay. Awesome. Two well. weeks. Like total recall. You know when it's uh, <laughs> like gonna be in Mars. Two weeks. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. Two. <laughs> two weeks. Well. We're we're getting over the curve of uh, year one of the show, so now it's just uphill from here. As in, better ratings, better content, and uh, you're helping out to start out the new year with the new content and uh, even better content. And I have to say, I've been trying to get you on the show for well, pretty much since day one, and I'm glad that you finally carved out a little bit of time. To come on the triple B. I gotta I gotta say that if I would have known that you wanted me on here sooner, I would have been here, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, what we love to do with the show, since uh I know that uh my text messages have been going to the iCloud or something like that. Uh what we do on the show is we started out with a what's on tap. And now I know that you're not a, a huge drinker and there's nothing wrong with that because we ask you to pull up a cold beverage, whatever it is, whether you're drinking water, ice water, perhaps lemonade. So for you, Clinton, guess first, what's on tap, my friend? Well, I'll, we'll start with the guessing game. It is a clear liquid that can be purchased in glass bottles and in plastic bottles. That's, uh, it's, it's refreshing. It's, uh, completely odorless. It's not vodka. It's water. <laughs> Here I was going to go with, uh, the liquid IV or something like that. You know, that stuff where you pour into your water and then it, it's like five times the concentration to help your body hydrate or something. No, I wish I had that. Uh, this is just, uh, this is straight from my, um, reverse osmosis, uh, water. It's uh, been chilled. I put crushed ice in there. So it melts. So I don't have to worry about those hitting my teeth because I have sensitive teeth. <laughs> just like a sensitive heart. It just everything about you. Uh, well, yeah. 
I'm glad you have a, a cold glass of water, but not too cold. It's just right. No. So just right. I think it's a special occasion. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dip into the triple B beer fridge, get myself the uh, the old highball glass here, and pull out a little blackened. Yes. Yeah. Are you are you familiar with the blackened, Clinton? I have never partaken in the blackened. Is this a is this a whiskey? Is this a bourbon? What is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not only I'm just, I'm just gonna pour a little bit because uh, it's been a long day. I'm thirsty. Get that on here. So the cool thing number one, blackened. It's a Metallica collaboration. Okay. So blackened records. They named it blackened whiskey. And what they did is they have the finest hand-selected whiskeys in an unrivaled composition of craft and creativity. So they, they put it in a cask, and then what they do is play soundtracks of Metallica on loop while it's in the casks. And that's how they get the, the different taste profiles. I know you think you're leaving me that that eye of like that sounds pretty gimmicky. It might be, but I do have to say tasting my buddies uh, blackened and this bottle of blackened they do taste slightly different and they have different playlists so it's kind of bizarre i i think the the saint anger heavy playlist tasted a little bit more tinny and the uh shall we say black album ones taste a little thicker that i'll leave that up for you to decide when you finally taste is but, this uh Mm-hmm. Is this artwork on there? Is that an audio waveform? Is that it what is. that is? Yes. Nice. It's a, yeah, they went, a they, 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 observation, yeah. Uh, but this is a 45% alcohol per volume, and it is 90 proof, a nice. 750 right here in the old glass glass bottle. So I thought you, you'd want to you know see that because I know you being a music aficionado, but uh, I also think it's a special occasion because you're on the show. So, well, I, I, I appreciate that honor. I feel like I've been knighted by the blackened whiskey. <laughs> now we just need, uh, Lars and James to come over and, uh, give the old one to, uh, Hey, Lars, uh, I'm over here now. And, uh, Hey Clinton, I'm just going to say that it's great to have you on the show. Isn't that right? James? Yeah. 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 So. Damn, that just happened. <laughs> I was thinking, I was just thinking of that scene from, um, is it Get Into the Greek, where uh, Russell Brand calls his ex-wife and she's like sleeping with Lars. And have you seen that? Are you familiar with the movie? Yeah. Yep, it's, it's been and a few years, but yeah. It's just a, it's a part where like uh, Russell Brand starts doing this British accent, and Lars is like, "Hey, your mom sounds like a Monty Python skit," and it, it like cracks me up. <laughs> right. Right. That uh, that little clip uh, that I tried to recreate is a a Jim Brewer skit. Uh, interestingly enough, Jim Brewer was opening for Metallica right. uh, two years ago already. <laughs> so, they say, he says he doesn't smoke weed. Do you think that's true? I think it is true. I mean, uh, as crazy as he is and as crazy as he looks, I don't think he he does it. I don't think that he. He touches it. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I don't know him like, like I know you, but it's hard to say. If someone were to say to you, hey, Kidder, uh, Flynn says he doesn't smoke weed. Do you think that's true? 
I love that. The uh, the shifty eyes. I am going <laughs> to plead the fifth. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that just because then there's no recorded video evidence of you saying yes or no. How about that? Well, I didn't. I, I merely asked the question if it was said. I, I have alluded to nothing. You know, just oh. uh, okay. It's plausible <laughs> deniability, Clinton. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man. I was I was asking the question. You know, what would oh. what would you think? You'd be like, oh, this guy. Oh, you know. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that uh, it, it would be open to each individual's interpretation because that's what America is about, liberty. That's right, man. Aren't you, you – so you're in North Dakota, right? Yeah. Are they uh, – the, how are the laws there? Is it um, medicinal for, like, three diseases that are, like, the rarest things on Earth? Uh, there, there are uh, the medicinal – uh, restrictions, if you will. Uh, basically, as far as my understanding is, you have to get the prescription from a medical doctor at uh, any of the hospitals or clinics in the state. And then that gets registered with the state uh, department of health, but the recreational and possession for any non card carrying holder, uh, unless you're getting it for someone who has a medicinal card is still uh, not decriminalized because you can still be uh, charged with a the B misdemeanor of it, but uh, it's essentially an infraction depending on if you have like um, large trafficking amounts or you have just a little bit varies. Well, and how do you, how would one determine like a large trafficking amount? Because, you know, like, Someone say like you know Tommy Chong. This guy probably it's it's not mm. unfair to think the guy goes through an ounce a day. So I mean, if he bulk buys for the next <laughs> few weeks, probably a pound worthy. You know, mm. and that's not mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> it's it's I, hard to I, say. I mean, maybe the Tommy Chong bus. Uh, will come to town again and it's got a, a semi trailer behind it. And it's, it just smells, smells like somebody has been smoking the reefer. We, we'll just have to see, <laughs> see what yeah, happens today. though, like with, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of other, uh, devices. So, you know, people don't necessarily smell like, uh, marijuana. Cause that was one thing I never understood, you know, back in the day when I was, uh, you know, experimenting with things like, um, hamburgers and, uh, you know, meat, I was getting out of the vegetarian life, but you walk in somewhere and someone just smells like weed. I mean, it's, I don't mind, but you, you do sometimes like, man, that's, that's probably what I used to smell like. So try not to do that. <laughs> just, just a little pungent. Yeah. Pungent. Like, pungent is the word. So I'm guessing that's, a, that's pretty much what's, what's new with you. You you've gone vegan and You've embraced technology and <laughs> you, uh, you're just chilling. That's, that's pretty much sums it up. <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, when the pandemic hit, we played February 29th, 2020 and, um, leap year, we had just come off. I mean, you know, so we were, we were swinging strong right out the gate. First year, I think we were on, it was like a, it was 25, 26 day run. 
you know, pretty strong coming out the gate. February 29th rolls around. Um, you know, everybody goes their separate ways, gets on planes, flies home, does whatever. Uh, and then like three weeks later, everything shuts down. And you're just like, wow, well, this is weird. Um, and to go from playing, we were starting to scale back, but, you know, we were playing <clears throat> 200 plus shows a year. And so we, uh, had definitely decided we weren't going to do that anymore just because I'm, I, I'm not as young as I used to be. I, uh, getting a little older. My knees are not, not that good. Honestly, I just, I like the, uh, routine of like going to bed at eight thirty and getting up at, <laughs> uh, being a normal human being. I mean, I lost, I lost 10 years of my life. I don't want to say loss, but you know, 10 years of my life is, is a blur. I lived on the road. I convinced people to go live in a 106 square foot van with me and do this. And so when the pandem pandemic hit, it was like, okay, I, I have to kind of reevaluate my life and figure out a little bit because, you know, that was where my income mostly came from. So it, it could be, I own a company too, but it, that, that was a substantial amount of money. That's how I paid for, to keep the band going. And, uh, so I actually went back to school during the pandemic. I'm, uh, what month is this? April, May. So I am, I am seven months away from finishing my bachelor's degree in uh, entertainment business from Full Sail University. They don't pay me to talk about it, but, uh, <laughs> but if you uh, uh, say so the name Clinton Kinnanen as you apply, you might, uh, get a benefit or a bonus. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really cool because they, um, Every movie that comes out, there's like at least 10 kids from school that are, you know, doing something with it. The Grammys just happened. I think like 50 of the students were part of 11 albums that won Grammys or some stuff. And so I've, I've been doing that, which uh, got me into, I've always been into kind of doing video work, but um, my wife and I started doing uh, wedding cinematography during the pandemic. Uh, and then that got me doing a lot of freelance work. So like actually this week, I'll be flying to Texas for uh, the PFL, which is Professional Fighters League, um, to cover the fights. I'm actually on a fight team, which is crazy in itself because I never in my wildest dreams imagined that I would be on a professional fighters corner team uh, because awesome. I'm a dick about fighting other than what I watch on TV. <laughs> but... Uh, Yes, uh, and you get to do that, but uh, we, we actually have, we, we started going back out and playing as of September last year. We did a 10-day run. It was, it was pretty fun. Um, and then we've just been kind of doing, we did a trap run this year. We did a flaw run this year. Um, you know, but it's, uh, like I said, it starts fight season for me this week, and the wedding season is crazy busy, and the money is really good in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to it's tough to not do it but you know we're we're figuring it out we're just going to do touring a lot differently when it comes to another lost year you know 10 days out maybe at most and then you know be off for things that i need to do i just i missed on a lot we don't have to go out and tour like that anymore and uh so i'm just kind of enjoying that for what it is awesome and you're out with uh you dudes in blacklight district as well right correct yep we um so that we're doing Edge Fest, uh, which is out in Idaho, and then we'll be doing Sturgis again this year. So that's um, that's really cool, man. That's an experience in itself because I uh, I started out 
you know, kind of tour managing for that band. And then Kyle and I, Kyle's a singer of Black Light, we've become really good friends. And, we, you know, we help each other out with a lot of stuff. I kind of loosely managed the band a little bit as well. And then he was like, well, he's like, you already do all this stuff. He's like, why don't you just come play bass too? Because <laughs> my, my guitar player is actually a big guitar player from Blacklight. We could just kind of transform another lost year into Blacklight District a little bit, which is really cool because it gives me a different perspective of being in a band. You know, it's uh, not wearing the hat of like, having to be the one when there's a question like i'm the one that's going to answer it if, if they need somebody to be to, to meet people like i don't I, I can continue on with whatever my mission is throughout the day i don't have to worry about not carving out time to sound so bad especially since you said i carved out time to be here for you man <laughs> um no i, I mean it, it, it's just it's a really cool unique perspective that i don't think a lot of people uh maybe I say my position, like the the singer of the band, that kind of get to experience um, that kind of flip side of uh, of being in a band, where you're just kind of in a band. I go to the studio sometimes, but it's not like I really write or record. Uh, I just do video mostly while we're at the studio, so it's it's just like I'm there having a good time, enjoying the music, playing the show, and uh, reaping all the benefits of being in a band just without having to feel that pressure of performing like that. I'm going to awesome. murder this. <laughs> I, would never, I would never abuse an animal, but he's just being annoying. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I, I understand. You know, uh, may, maybe... Maybe the pup's just, just so excited that you're, you're on this... Uh, Entry level podcast is really the the dry run before you go pro. That's that's what. Oh, look at your background you got going on. You got I, anybody's not pro right here. See, look at look at my green wall. This is for for video work. We just painted our entire wall green to do uh, green screen stuff. But uh, no, man, you're you're next level. You, you sound amazing. I feel amateur hour over here because I couldn't get my ridiculously priced interface and ridiculously priced microphones <laughs> and all set up to work with this. So I, I, I apologize. <laughs> well, i tell you what you, uh, you bring the whole setup over here. I'll help you out. We'll get it. Uh, number one, a pro top level tier stuff, nothing to worry about, but the genius with the green screen is if you go back into the settings, you can, change your background to whatever you want so i mean howard always laughs at me because i have you know a bunch of yeah. clutter <laughs> but you know you got the and media Bob, wall yeah. and the the different uh trophies if you will signed memorabilia from I, people such as yourself yeah you, you know it's it's hard it's it yeah. adds legitimacy Saying like you, the production value of your set alone is is next level. Well, thank you, thank you. I I appreciate you bringing some uh, celebrity credibility to my setup. Which uh, Howard uh, not being here, he's gonna absolutely hate that when he sees this. So thank you for that, no, Howard. You're wrong, man. You're wrong, Howard. <laughs> At least I love it. I, I love. I was I was admiring that. I was like, damn, man. I wish. Mine just looks terrible, but I can't have all that stuff in the background. I'm telling you, this dog is, he is something else today. What I, <clears throat> I might have to think about doing, 
and I, if I can find a way to do it, there's a space just over your right shoulder that looks like a perfect place where we could put a beer, blues, and BS poster autographed by Howard and and maybe by me. I mean, if it's with me, it might lower the value of the poster. But <laughs> listen, if you do it, it'll go right right in this area here. That <laughs> looks like a good spot right there. I mean, it's just yeah. from an aesthetic point of view. It's never going to get seen by anybody, but <laughs> by you. Well, in all reality, like whenever I do Zoom calls or whatever, it's, it's like this is where I'm again, like if I were to show you this wall, it's like just screens everywhere. It, it looks very plain right here. But if you were looking this way, you'd be like, what is happening over here? Like this guy is crazy i so, love it i mean yeah. howard makes fun of me a little bit too because i have the of two computers and four screens right here that you can't see as well but right it's kind of kind of my my control room of sorts because you know i can do this and i have the information right here and we just we just got to stay on track and so that the the technology helps you know what i mean i i do <laughs> I I tried doing a live stream during uh, the pandemic and it was, I I scripted it. I scripted it all, went through everything, rehearsed it, had another guy that was there with me just to help me stay on track. And even with that, like it's uh, I I commend you because you guys are, this is episode 55, right? Yep. So we're over, over the one year mark officially. Cause we only, Aside from the bonus episodes, which we don't count in the uh, the episodic numbering, uh, only fifty five episodes we, that we've done of the legitimate show. But uh, just like like Adam loves WWE AEW, we're huge into wrestling, so we do special edition uh, coverage bonus episodes of the pay per views when they happen. We do predictions. Yeah. Uh, from us and then we do a review of it afterwards so it's usually late nights of us sitting here bsing about wrestling <clears throat> but uh, you know uh, and and that brings up a, a good point it's a great job for bringing that up clinton i think i'm going to need to get adam on one of our review shows because it's been a long time since i talked to that fool too right he's a. Uh... He's, he's thriving in life. He's doing well. So uh, I'm sure he he's done. I, I know he's done. A, I don't know if he's been on here, but he's done a, a couple of the podcasts and stuff. He's a, he's a fun dude to talk to. I had him on the live stream as well. You know, he's, awesome. uh, yeah, good, cool, cool fella. I, uh, he's getting married in November. So that's, uh, that's fun. Right. Uh, I, I do have to say, I haven't received an invite to his wedding. And it seems uh, you mentioned the M word and I didn't get an invite to travel to North Carolina either. Oh, you would have been at the right wedding in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. So wherever you, uh, decide Vegas, no, (laughs) no, no, no. no. Okay. So, so me and my wife are, uh, my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, I, am a huge Jurassic Park fan. So and the first the first like vacation 
that we kind of went on, like you call it a vacation. It was actually Christmas Day, 2015. <laughs> Blink if you're in a safe place, okay? Because <laughs> I think somebody is nearby. Thank <laughs> you. Like, so, so we, uh, let me, I'll get back to that story, but the setup of what's going on is like, so I have a, a, an upstairs office to kind of double for both of us because we do wedding cinematography. But I literally live my life when I'm not playing shows, sitting at this desk. Uh, working. And so what we did was, is this room, we, we bought this ridiculous cabin and during the pandemic. So we were, we're on a lake. It's 20 minutes to the closest gas station. We're in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> like, Perfect. trust me when I say that. And so we found this cabin that had the most incredible layout and we fell in love with it. And it was out of our price range. I don't even know why we looked at this house. We were, it was above where we were even talking about. And so she sends this to me and it happened to be like the closest one to like her mom. And it was on a lake and it was all these things that I was just like, Oh God. Okay. Well, let's go. I think I even said, I don't even want to go look at it. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I thought about it. And, um, we end up going and look at it. And like, as soon as we get back in town, like that's, that's the house. Like I want that house. We have to have that house. It was, but we have, uh, we have, two balconies upstairs, like two decks, three decks down, a deck, there's decks everywhere. Like you just, it's this incredible view. So I spend my time in this room. And so my wife, uh, she, she just hangs out in here with me. We're building like a Murphy. It's, it's going to be a crazy setup. So like when people come and record here, they'll be able to stay ultimately in the studio, but that's what's happening there. So to, to get back to that, the first trip that we took was, uh, 2015 christmas day she flew to orlando i had christmas with my uh family that morning and then drove to orlando from charlotte and we met i think it was like 11 30 or something when i picked her up um and we spent the weekend at universal uh because she had never been she so we just i love it there we had a great time um you know fast forward to us getting engaged and all that other stuff and we were like because there was this thing where I said, make no mistake, I don't think that I was ever famous at all. You know, to some people, I will say there are some people that like they think that I am Chad Kroger of Nickelback, and it's the weirdest thing, and it no, blows my mind. Cool. But that's that's the difference. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. So you know, I, I I don't have these delusions that I was I was something, you know, fantastic. But uh, it, it, it was. Uh, Honestly, I don't even know where I was going because I, I felt bad about saying I was going to Oh, anyway, Christmas, do this thing. Uh, yeah, we get, we get engaged. And then everybody was like, oh, well, you have to invite me. That's where I was going. They're like, you have to invite me to your wedding. And I'm like, holy <laughs> man, do you know how expensive <laughs> weddings are? Like, no, I'm not trying to invite nobody to a wedding. <laughs> And so we, 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 we were working out dates and trying to figure it out. And all the while, like I'm touring and she's, you know, she's doing the, the she did all the planning. Like, let me, she was still in school. I mean, it was a crazy thing, but we decide she, I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just get married as soon as we can. And she sends me this date, which was November 19th. Uh, uh, 
yeah, it was the day we got engaged, November 19th. And she's like, let's do it here. And I was like, in Orlando? She's like, yeah, I was like, hell yeah. Five weeks away. Yeah, in, in five weeks. We should be in five weeks. She hit me within five weeks. And I was like, I'm on tour at the time in Florida, too, at, on top of that. <laughs> and so it was like all these things. And I was just like, yeah, it, let's do it, you know? So we, um, we did. She found the park. Uh, we did it on a Tuesday, which made it even harder for people to come. You know, not it wasn't intentional, but we wanted to do pictures at Universal, and we had to have a day where there was wasn't really a lot of people. Do you have your phone? Oh yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you this. Uh, you know, we did we did the whole the whole deal, man. Uh, it was crazy because we actually got on the Haggard's motorbike ride, which is a brand new roller coaster at the time, and uh, they put us on the very front. And they're like, she's like, is it fast? We're like, oh no, it's a family ride. And so she, uh, I was just like, I don't have that picture on there. I'll have to grab but it. here's a, so just one of our pictures of you. Look at that. See there. Yeah. Hey, there's me. <laughs> that was you, man. <laughs> it's uh, a good photo. I like it. Yeah, thanks so we, thanks you know, for we, sharing this exclusive photo with Triple B. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I mean, I, we're just BSing about everything. So yep. The best part, the best part about our wedding is we had our reception at Waffle House. And if you don't know what Waffle House is, you can get two eggs, two strips of bacon, hash browns, and a drink for five ninety nine. See, that's that's the sad thing because we don't have any anywhere near us. I, I think the closest one has to be ten hours away. Uh, without oh doing. God. Without doing some quick uh, GPSing and whatnot, I I would guess I I personally have never eaten at a Waffle House, and so that's what I would love to be able to do with you is go to a Waffle House and enjoy a Waffle House. See up here we have Denny's and Perkins and uh, truck stops and uh, some of the other greasy spoon type of places, right? But no Waffle House. I would like to propose an idea to you. Now, All right. this is this is going to take some effort on both of our parts. But like I said, I uh, I'm on a fight team, right? So it's I started off doing video for the PFL and ESPN. Then I moved to working with this fighter, and now the guys like come be on my team. So like I, I've, this has been the transgression. Of, so we actually have more fights in Atlanta coming up june 17th so i'll be in texas for the next couple weeks but in june and i'm just saying if you could make it out mm. bring brews blues and bs <laughs> on the road and we we go watch these fights and we go to waffle house you can even sit down with my fighters mm. and we can get some more in the flesh and just film that too like a live podcast just just putting it out there uh-huh See, see, I'm, I'm like, I'm liking, I'm liking the the road that you're laying down here. It's kind of like uh, a yellow brick road, huh? You're not in Kansas no more. You know, you won't be in North Dakota anymore. You'll be in <laughs> that's, Atlanta. That's for sure. And then uh, we can visit Coke World after and and uh, drink our our fill of Coke from across the drink world. Coke from Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Howard might might be disappointed that he couldn't go, but uh, I'm gonna have to do some working on my end so then <clears throat> we can get there because because we gotta get there. I'm just saying, 
it's, Atlanta's a big airport, probably some good deals getting there, you know, get the Wiz Khalifa might even be there. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Michael Vick is always at the fights. I mean, it's, it's like a hopeless store of celebrities that are just like right there and it blows my mind because everybody likes watching two people, be it guy or girl, because uh, this is 2022. Um, and but they beat the shit out of each other and people go crazy. <laughs> the the last UFC match. So, so this, here's a funny side note for you because Howard and I would uh, go to various restaurants that uh, were like your sports restaurants. Right. And Saturday nights, they would have the USC fights being replayed or be it the new fights and us not caring about either people because 90-ish percent of the time we have no idea who these people are so we would go one of us would pick one match and then the winner would pick the the ufc fighter for the next match so we would pick the color of the trunks like i'll take white trunks or red trunks okay all right and then whoever would win that one gets the first pick in the next one just as something to do in the two hours that we were there having food and a beverage. And so that's about my extent of the UFC knowledge, aside from Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey and uh, Paige Van Zandt. So those three people are pretty much the only people I can name as fighters. I'm sorry. I'm not up to date on the UFC stuff or any of the related MMA, et cetera. Right. No, no. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting world. Um, what's his, Gabriel Stevens? Wasn't isn't he a, a wrestler that the WWE is courting right now? Yeah, uh, uh, Gable Stevenson. He's a two-time uh, Olympic medalist uh, or two-time All-American and an Olympic gold medalist, and uh, he was at WrestleMania 38 a few weeks back. Yeah, so I have some. Uh, I have like exclusive footage that probably nobody's really ever seen of him actually in the octagon from. Uh, Hollywood, Florida, um, in August of last year, right after the, were the Olympics, they pushed the Olympics back to last yep. year, right? And he won last year. Yeah. So it was right after he won the gold medal. I've got, uh, so I mean, it, that, that world is very, it's interesting. It's funny because I, I've recently gotten into more wrestling. Um, I actually just did an event with Adam Shear, uh, um, the Titan, uh, Braun Strowman, EC3 yep. Yep. Uh, is another guy at the control your narrative thing. And uh, so we've been loosely talking about me and another guy. Uh, they've been talking to us about doing some video work for him because we did some in December at this Blizzard brawl um, here. But my buddy Jake, he actually has a, a wrestling federation, wrestling uh, alliance association whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. all of the above uh, <laughs> you're not wrong yeah so we uh I, I do i do get to i've been filming a lot of wrestling events and it's it's uh it's interesting because it's a culture of its own like it's nothing that i watched wrestling I'm, i mean i'm 39 early 40 so you know sting uh hulk hogan uh, Sting still wrestles, right? Sting still wrestles. He's in AEW with Darby Allen, and I got to see his ass in Minneapolis back in November. In fact, he and Darby Allen were walking through Mall of America, and I could have been one of those dicks that ran up and like, hey, hey, dude, can I can, can I get your autograph? But I was like, hey, there's there's Darby Allen and, and Sting. Like, 
it's cool enough to see them from, you know, 10, 20 feet away and go, yep, that's cool. I, I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Man, you know, I, I do get that. And, and I'm the, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I, I've never, I've been starstruck really one time that I absolutely can remember. And it was, uh, for Aaron Lewis actually. Mm. And it was just kind of, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say anything. I was like, ah, <laughs> all right, man. So, and he, but, and he's but, like, uh, Oh, you're Clinton Kinnan from another lost year. And you're like, uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> no, but apparently he kicked my wife on a hacky sack or soccer ball or something. I was like, don't, I was like, don't tell me these stories about you hanging out with Aaron Lewis. Made me feel inferior. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, but I, uh, we, we've been like, so she does weddings with me, but she also films the wrestling events with me. So it's, uh, it's cool, man. You know, um, we, we get to, to do things like that. So wrestling, wrestling has been pretty cool, man. I, uh, I wanted to go to the control your narrative thing at W at WrestleMania that was down in Dallas. You actually went to it, right? Not this year. I didn't. I didn't get to okay. go to uh, to WrestleMania or Dallas or anything. Uh, you know that whole money and bills thing. But I would have loved to have gone. Uh, and we have on on the show. We've talked about the control your narrative, uh, the formation of it with uh, Braun and and EC three Braun for lack of uh, remembering his uh, real name. So. I apologies. I can't think Adam. about the top of my, yes, Adam. Adam. So, so, uh, we've talked about on the show, the formation of it. We we're not exclusive, uh, fanboys of AEW or WWE or really any specific wrestling promotion. If there's something interesting for us to talk about that we like to talk about, we talk about it. Yeah, well, but I'm a huge uh, CM Punk fan. I just have to throw that out there. And I guess there, there was my fourth UFC fighter, <laughs> even I'm though gonna, it was, his career fights. was terrible. Two fights. Was bad. Interesting story about Braun Strowman is that um, so when we used to go out and tour early on, he would put tires on our van at this place called the Pit no Stop. In Dude, we went. We grew up ten miles from each other. True story. Like straight up so he was a strongman competitor at the time he wasn't braun Strowman, so he was you know he was competing in all those things and the community would i, I mean i tell this story about him all the time and he uh but this dude eat like fifteen thousand calories that much and that's a lot of money to eat so yeah. this restaurant much more like a lot of food like he'd just go in there man and he'd have this table full of food and this dude just be pounding and i'm like god dang and the next thing you know there he is on wwe braun Strowman just just taking off and um actually back in december when i got to to film film form and stuff i was we were kind of talking about that story and my buddy was with me hoops which is the guy that went with the third guy He's like, man, everybody's over here like all starstruck. And you're talking about how fat this guy used to be. <laughs> yeah, he. So. Uh, when, I remember when he first showed up in WWE, and and he was, he was not huge, but he was a a big dude, like big, tall yeah, and and a little bit wide, like not wide, but I mean, he was a bigger dude. And then when uh, when he was off the air for a while, healing the injury. Dude, he toned up. He came back, and uh, and uh, Howard and I were like, 
he's looking really good. Like he did a lot of work in the uh, as he was rehabbing and whatnot. I mean, so so props to him. And we've talked about that on the show, and even going back to you know since we're over a year now, back to his release from WWE and what he's been doing afterwards. So you know, uh, next time you see him, tell him that uh, we we have supported his journey not only in WWE but uh, going on life after the wwe because there is a world outside that wrestling conglomeration off the off the record which is on the record still i'll uh (laughs) see if i uh can't try and connect you to at least uh ec3 with those guys and see if i mean because they're i mean they're 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 starting that control your narrative thing they're really trying to get it out everywhere so i mean they they are they are pretty I don't know if you've had any interactions with them, but they're they're pretty reasonable guys. So, uh, unfortunately, our, our podcast hasn't quite hit the level of uh, moderate to celebrity star stardom here. You you're uh, uh, one of the the celebrities on the show. So, as we do the Hall of Fame for the Triple B, you are uh, one of the inductees. I just want you to know. I'm like, I've always wanted to be inducted to a Hall of Fame, man. We're we're gonna Howard's gonna hate this, but here here's your trophy right here. Here's your trophy. <laughs> I just I just gotta thank uh, Mark Kidder uh, for this and Howard for not being here to stop this acceptance of the award. Uh, you know I've worked real hard at this. Um, I couldn't figure out how to get my mic and everything worked out, but despite the technical difficulties, I think we persevered and we have done well. <laughs> That was uh, the best impromptu uh, acceptance speech that that I have ever heard. And you outdo the Oscars and the Emmys, no question. I just want you to know that. So uh, our uh, our audience applauses. Thank you. Thank you, man. I, I doesn't come slap me or anything. <laughs> that's that's good. No, I mean, if if we could have some more people of your caliber on this show, that's that's of course what we're. Uh, what we're shooting for, you know, because we love hey. just hanging out and BS. And it's like the old days with, with you and me in radio. I'd call you up, like, hey, you want to be on the show this afternoon? Yeah, I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll call in, no problem. And then we talk yeah. for 20 minutes and uh, everybody gets, you know, uh, uh, an earful of what's happening out on the road of uh, whatever place or town that you were in at the time. And so... I always enjoyed that, and I thank you for taking the time to do that. No, man, I, I, I we can we can get into this whole thinking thing, but uh, you know, you were you, you were you were royalty to us, man. You know, you you made us feel really incredible, and that was uh, it was cool at the time. It was exactly what we needed. You know, it was like um, you were probably one of the first radio stations, really, uh, kind of outside of the. The, the normal Midwest threshold that really uh, embraced, you know, us and, and gave us a shot, man. And that was when you could kind of call the shots before radio got real crazy. <laughs> and, and you did what you wanted to do. <laughs> That's the funny thing. And I, and I know that you know that because uh, had the corporate 
known that I was doing what I was doing, I probably would have been canned on the spot uh, instead of me leaving on my terms and going out as, as number one. Because as you famously said, if you're not number one, you're last. That's right. Hell, I was probably drunk when I said that, Ricky. It, it's 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 possible. I mean, one of the things. <clears throat> so, what I want to do is uh, because we're we're having a, a good time here talking about stuff. And you brought up Radio Past, and what do I have here? Well, yes, I have the debut album. Yeah, he's looking away. Like, where are we going with this? Well, where am I going? I got autographs here from you guys. In one is. of your trips to town, tell me about the better days. Tell them, let's, let's, we're, we're taking, if you didn't know, uh, taking a, a trip through time and space as oh we go God. through things. So let's start out where, where it all began with the better days. All right. So it was, uh, 2012. <laughs> we started in 2011, but. 2012 in February, actually uh, February this year was the 10 year anniversary of recording war. Um, I went in. Oh, 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 well, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, so we went in and we recorded war. It was really interesting because our drummer at the time, um, which is my business partner now still to this day, um, he was like, I, I can't do, we had just finished up our first tour. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't tour. And I was like, okay, well, that's great, man. We leave in three days. So I appreciate you telling me that now. <laughs> uh, we, we get it together. Um, so obviously don't have a drummer for that I'm comfortable with at the time, which was total craziness because Lee played drums on the rest of the album and smashed it. But uh, went and recorded War. Actually, Michael McManus from Saving Able and 12 Stones at the time, he was uh, the drummer. He played drums on War. A lot of people don't know that. Um, when Justin told me that he could get him, I was like, great, that sounds expensive. He's like, nah, man, give him like 50 bucks or something. I was like, shit, you see? 50 bucks? Duh. <laughs> well, you know, did that. Uh, and, and then life from there kind of got really crazy. It was this, uh, the, like the best way that I could, like really verbalize it is, is that if you're standing on a uh platform waiting for a train and the train you got to get on a train but the train's not going to stop so you got to figure out how to get on that train and i don't to this day i don't know how i got on that train still like i don't know if i like just lucked up and jumped right to the door and it took off but that's what happened we took off and it was you know, months later, I'm back in the studio after being on the road for like three months. And mind you, like I got a you know, three-year-old, four-year-old daughter at home. I'm, you know, I got a house. I'm going through a separation. So I got all this stuff going on. And I'm in the studio for eight weeks recording this album, Better Days. And, uh, you know, I had never done any, like a lot of people they they start being in a band when they're like 16 or 17 or something and but i was i was really 29 before i even started treading those waters uh in reality i mean i'd been in a couple bands here and there done some stuff but this was the first serious swing at something like that and uh so the next eight weeks in the studio recording that album and when we came out you know war was going to radio uh it was exploding everywhere it was a it was a crazy thing and the next thing i know 
we're in Vegas and I'm getting ready to turn 30 and we're in this limo and there's liquor bottles and there's like just craziness. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on right now? I'm like, who's paying for this? Like somebody's got to be paying for this. And, uh, well, I found out it was me. I was the one paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, uh, that was kind of the, the the evolution of better days. Octane grabbed it. Um, then it it went out to terrestrial radio and, you know, that was where you and I kind of first got acquainted. Um, and then, you know, writing on the wall was the second song that came off of that album. As good of a song as it is, it should have never been the, the next single. Like it just, I'm not sure there was another single on that album, you know, in hindsight, when I recorded it, every song on there was a, was a radio hit to me. And that's the way that it should have been, you know, it should have never been all, I, I've never recorded an album with fluff. Um, and that, to that, to that moment when that CD came out, like that was probably aside from, you know, being there when my daughter was born or, you know, graduating high school. <laughs> it was one of my most proudest moments up to that that time. Like I, uh, I can I can hand you that CD that you have there in your hand, and I can feel confident that that you would have a little better understanding of of who I was, and that was what Better Days was about for me. So that was the saga from 2012 to 2014. It was Better Days. <laughs> Well, you know what? Uh, I think uh, the day that you guys came rolling into town and brought everybody into the studio and I'm walking you around and showing you my home at the time because I would spend eight to 15 hours there Monday through Friday. Yep. The double A frames. (laughs) And you're like, we could live up here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you want to, cause it gets kind of shitty in the winter with the, with the airflow. Cause it gets pretty cold. It's not really heated. And you're like, okay, maybe not <laughs> like that's not really a good idea. So, I mean, it would have been cool to have you guys uh, around even longer. And of course, uh, I have some video <laughs> when, uh, you guys were hanging out with me doing the acoustic stuff, uh, back in uh, my production uh, suite, if you will, which was, again, my home away from home at the time. But uh, getting to see you guys live in, in concert, uh, I fell in love with the sound, fell in love with the lyrics, fell in love with you guys, you know, uh, had, a, had a great time hanging out with you and getting to, sh- for lack of a better term, share the moment uh, at that point, getting to know you guys, because that is in the better days and i still listen to the tracks now uh obviously i'm sure you do too every once in a while you pull up the nostalgia moment and you want to listen but uh uh you know just thinking the uh, all that we are number track number three on the better days uh listening to that again the other day and what a better way to think of life right we're, we're all that we are what else can you do you could try do what you can make the best out of it and try and move on to the next thing and do the best there too. And that is who you are. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's ultimately what it is. <laughs> every, every so I took those, the words uh, out of your mouth. I mean, it's like we've yeah. had this interview before. <laughs> Literally. No, I mean, it's, uh, it's all, um, 
Like every every single one of those songs, like every song from then, like the Revolution Part One, uh, with the exception of Cop Car, uh, are all um, you know pieces of 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 what was going on. They're very representative. Represent representative. They're representative. Very, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like uh, I need to get you a, a glass of a beverage here, and we can we can Maybe go we have, have have some more of your your moonshine. My vodka. <laughs> um, but uh, they're they're all you know the representative of uh, of what was happening in that moment uh, or, or whatever it was because it's crazy. Man, sometimes I can sit down and I can write a song in a matter of like ten minutes. And I'm, I'm talking hook and all. And then there's some days where I'll write the music and I just can't come up with anything still. I mean, I still got tons of songs. I just have to have lyrics on that. It's, I, I, there has to be a lot of stuff that lines up. And I'm sure that, you know, other artists will argue this with me or whatever. But I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, really, it, there's a lot of things that have to line up. You know, the, the creative presence has to be there. Um, you know, you have to have some type of experience. That's what I was, I was telling my wife. You know, we I've been locked up. This is the first winter where I haven't really gone anywhere. Um, so I, I haven't really had those experiences of whatever it is. Even even just being away from home for a couple of days, like it, it creates this like emptiness inside of you. And that's something that like I try I try and use. I mean. I can't write songs like I'll, I'll watch a movie and I'll try and put myself in, in that person's perspective and things like that. So, you know, writing like that, but you know, 90% of the songs that I write about are, are a hundred percent introspective, um, just stuff that I'm going through, uh, or have gone through or we're thinking or feeling. And so, you know, war was one of those songs and people tell me how it, it changed their life. Um, you know, death and these one that as of lately, people have really latched onto that are like, man, the song is just something else. Uh, yellow brick road is a fun song that you brought up earlier. It's, uh, it's, um, that song was very self-reflective too, man. Cause I was just really tired of hearing about everything. It's, it's tough, man, not to compare yourself to other people. And especially like when we worked as hard as we did and, you know, people would, you don't know very many people that have been in their job for 10 years. I mean, right or wrong. There's, you, you just don't know a lot of people that stay somewhere for 10 years. So when you have band members that kind of come and go and, and people are watching your life, you know, you're having to fix these problems and live your life in front of people. Now, like I said, I'm no delusions of being Nickelback or Shondown or something like that, but still, I mean, live your life in front of five people and, and see how hectic that is. I mean, you, we all had parents at one point in time and, you know, people judging you. I don't, I don't want to say that my mom judged me or anything like that, but you kind of, you know, people, people watch what you do. And if it's one person, 10 person, 10,000 people, you know, it, it, it starts to take a toll on you and things like that. So it's just, that's where that song really kind of came from is that I just, I got tired of everybody talking about stuff and f you man well hey you're you're in a good place because we're not judging you because nobody watches this so uh it's all good (laughs) it's just like uh my radio days you know nobody listened then either (laughs) 
It's a shame if nobody watches because I feel like we have had some great conversation. <laughs> it's it's true, and this happens every day. But the people wear out thou people. So, and no, I oh, hope they're not upstairs. <laughs> you, episode 55, which is like, that's impressive. I did one podcast and that shit was hard. <laughs> yeah. But you're, I mean, you're, you can tell you're super comfortable with it. And like, I mean, fortunately I've, I've talked to a lot of people in my lifetime, but I mean, you know, you got the, you got the, you got the thing, man. So it's, oh, man. It's gonna pop, podcast, dude, oh. it's going to explode now. Thank like, you. What? Clinton was on the blue. I already told my roommate back home in North Carolina that we be talking about his beer the whole time, so we got to talk about that now. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we're gonna get to the beer because uh, my my glass is empty here, so I'm gonna need another what's on tap. Uh, we usually do what's on tap again halfway through. Um, I want to continue talking about the albums because I yep. have number two here, and I, I, officially number two for the album Fully. wise correct. Yeah, correct so alien architect which you know i got the the whole uh, special edition because i want to support my bros out on the road and uh, this uh, if I, it's been a while since i opened up i you know i have the limited edition patch if you remember that I, I won't show the back because that has a website on it that uh, we're not promoting <laughs> but whatever and uh let me see uh, you know what i think i think this one might have an issue because i don't see any signatures on it there clint oh shit we'll have to get that size with i'm i'm messing with you it, it is what it is the the album alien architect i have to uh to say I love this album. I mean, I love all, all your music. So there is that, you know, the cheap plug number one, but as I'm sitting there playing call of duty and listening to music choice, I hear wolves and I'm like, this sounds oddly familiar. Like just from the riff at the beginning. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I hear you come in singing. I'm like, son of a bitch. These guys made it to music choice again. And they didn't call me first to let me know oh, that they got this coming out. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, I, I was super excited. Uh, pretty sure that I posted something on Facebook. Like, look, my dudes are, are on music choice. So, you know, this song, not only a barn burner of a song, but they're going places. So support them when the new album comes out. Uh, tell me about the song, the album, what's going on there. Yeah, Alien Architect was um, was another crazy adventure. So just to kind of give you the, to, the breakdown of how it happened, Better Days cost about $25,000 to make. Um, that sounds outrageous, but uh, when you factor in moving to Memphis for nine weeks, mastering, pressing, all that stuff, yeah, it costs about twenty five grand. Uh, and, you know, warm and, well, that's all writing on the wall. <laughs> they, they came up there. <laughs> and then, uh, I, you know, we did have a couple of EPs in between uh, Alien Architect. And so the, the first on EP one, Revolution One, um, cost about 10 grand to make. That's the one. Here about it is. $10,000. So, so this, this is a, a $10,000 EP that I'm holding. And I'm holding the version that you put out that's near and dear to my heart, as you mentioned before, without completely derailing jumping the shark on your story but i have to throw it out there because we're talking in the back 
as yep. you look real close, you guys threw out a call out to me on the back of the album, and I really appreciate yep. it, number one, because it's the one and only that has ever happened. And so thank you to you guys. And uh, I mean, it means a lot to me. And the fact that uh, I air, uh, came up with the name for track two on this, that alone, that you guys gave me the honor of, of doing that and having that forever inked on at least this this EP that hangs out in my home. Uh, I'm forever grateful. So thank you for that. Uh, no. <laughs> go on with your $10,000 story. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it, man. And then arguably to date, that was the most successful EP. So I think I've I had your name on it. I'm just, just putting that out there. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, and then uh, I recorded that album in a week did that EP in a week. So we went from nine weeks, $25,000 to one week, $10,000, um, writing, recording a song a day, um, which was, I thought ridiculous at the time. Uh, fast forward to revolution part two. Um, this guy, I know I'm getting off track, but I'm going to it. There it is. <laughs> Here, there it is. Uh, yeah. Revolution part two, this guy had opened up his studio to us in Louisiana for two weeks. Um, so he wanted to get into the rock realm. He was a Grammy-nominated producer. He'd only done hip-hop stuff. So I was like, great, man. We're looking to record an album. Go down there, record the album. I don't want to say we kicked him out of his own studio after like a week. But, uh, I mean, that's ultimately what happened. Um, I was in the back writing and uh, pre-proing that EP, Revolution 2, with George in the back in the kitchen. And then we would send it up front for Adam and Nate to retrack in the control room and that's how we officially recorded that well i had to get those things mixed so i sent off mixes to three different people two of which one was evan rodanichi from power man 5000 and another one was uh jose urquiza who uh helped me produce alien architect and jose was out on tour with uh red at the time with his band three years hollow and he was like he's like man i just I'd love to do some mixing for you. Send me your stuff. So I do. He sent it back. I was like, wow, this is really pretty good. He's like, man, you should come by the house and re-record these vocals. Let me show you what I can do. So I did fell in love with his style. Um, I said, he's like, do your next album with me. I'm like, uh, okay. So, uh, basically we would play shows like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on Sunday after the show, I would drive back to the studio in Illinois sleep on the bus in Jose's yard for like three days while Adam would go to his girlfriend's, uh, George would go to his girlfriend. Everybody kind of dispersed. And the first day I would go in and I would uh, usually hash out a couple songs. They'd come back in like Tuesday and work all their parts out. But I was writing and recording like two songs a day for, for grit, man. It was a, it was a intense pace. Uh, I was just going crazy about writing the stuff. Um, every night and, and mix down my wife, she was my wife at the time. She'd come stay on the bus in a bunk with me. That's like, you know, five foot and a five and a half foot long, two foot deep. And I'd listen to playback all night and she'd probably try to do homework and sleep and I'd be annoying the shit out of her. But, uh, you know, that's how alien architect came to fruition. And it was like a really crazy time because, you know, America was so divided. Uh, Trump was, was running. This was before he was president. 
So, you know, all that craziness was going on. Uh, the TV show, The Newsroom, uh, is actually where the intro track comes from. And I, it was just like, we were looking for what we were going to do for that intro track. I knew I wanted to do something. Um, I was really big on that TV show at the time. Whatever your political views are. And um, it was Jeff, Jeff Daniels is yep. the guy. And his monologue was just like one of the most powerful things I had ever heard because you know, I'm guilty of it too. I, I, I always thought that everywhere else, like everywhere else was a third world country compared to America. And then like, when you, when you open your eyes and you look, you're like, nah, man, we're, we are a great country and we do have like fantastic liberties. Now, this is not the direction that we want to be going, but you know, it's, um, to me, it, it was the right thing to do for that album because it was very, defining for me and then leading straight into wolves was just kind of like not a political stance on either side but just like hey man you guys need to pay attention to what's going on because something's happening (laughs) and it's uh it was it was crazy though there were so many hiccups with that album delay wise actually we were at well i think we were at disney world when it came (laughs) we like theme parks man that's our thing (laughs) used to be anytime we were off we were she'd fly out we'd go to theme parks we did that's what we did but uh, yeah we were at disney world the album's like delayed nothing that i can do i can't get a hold of anybody and it was uh but again when that album came out you know i was looking i usually i got one laying around i keep them laying around everywhere too (laughs) (laughs) look at that uh you know it's um but i can hand you this piece of plastic and 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 then you're like, who are you? And I would, I would hand you this and you would have, you know, some insight to, to my life. And then like, you know, having that better days album, having the, the revolution EPs and things like that. For me, they're cool because, you know, God forbid something happens to me anytime soon, but you know, Leander can listen to the songs, you know, that I was, I was singing on my daughter, my, my son, my son's 22. He's actually on armed and dangerous. If you, you know, I'm familiar with that track. That other kid singing, that's my son. That's actually on that song with me. Um, so that's, that's a really interesting. That's a piece that I didn't know. So I really appreciate the insight because uh, yeah, a lot of people is, don't, man. This is awesome. And, and Oh, look, there it is. Right, right here. Part three just just happens to be right in front of me that that i i got in your the uh what was that the deluxe pack the ep pack or something yeah. like that i i threw that in there i needed to have it because i had parts one and two already but uh didn't have part three in the physical realm but that i love it and uh, you know i i think just me throwing it out there that with with these pieces of plastic, uh, as you said, I, it, it's somewhat of a legacy. It's a ten-year legacy, and for for me, you know, very, very, very loosely associated with it. From the, I, I feel from the from the fringe outskirts of it because I'm like uh, looking in as a fan, and I feel number one. Awesome music, awesome writing. I've loved all of it. I've loved the tracks. Uh, number two, I feel very privileged to have you uh, not only uh, send me some of the 
pre-release stuff like hey dude this is confidential so check this out what do you think i'm like you're you're blowing my mind like i can't do anything with this why are you sending me this oh okay i love that you sent it to me because i'm playing it 20 times listening to it in a row because now now my day is just like my mind is exploded so uh and then uh, stories like uh you guys touring with elysium down in the gulf coast uh the day when uh, i premiered the song that you sent to me earlier and i asked can i play this today and you're like yeah go for it i'm like okay here we go 100%. we're on the we're like, on the beaches man yeah tell tell me since i brought it up uh if you would enlighten me uh because i i love hearing the story i heard it from from uh nate from elysium so uh if share it from your perspective for me if you would well i mean like it's like we uh touched on you know we we got a history and um the song actually didn't have a name when i had sent it to you and uh i think that was kind of how i started off like i don't even i don't even know what this thing's called yet <laughs> um but you're like all right man I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play it and i'm like holy shit man i was like this is for real because it was like the first time that we had gotten any kind of something like that and something like that to me was like again you could have been a a, a nobody uh on anything and still something like that well it was fantastic but sprinkling the fact that you had the number one rock afternoon show you know <laughs> was like even more like what this guy's gonna do what man so we uh yeah, me and Adam were we were on the beaches. I'm almost positive it was Corpus Christi, which aren't very good beaches, and it was a very overcast day. Um, there's there's actually video footage of it somewhere, and hopefully, whenever I do this documentary and unarchive all the footage that I have and hard drive after hard drive, then my wife can't watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it was just. It was a super surreal moment to hear you, you know, go on with, I don't know what you guys call it, uh, where you're talking about the song or whatever. And just like for, for a moment, you know, like everything stands still, like the wind stops blowing, you don't hear the waves or anything. And it's just like, am I dead? Is this real? Because when I was 15 years old, 12 years old, whatever you know when you had to push play and record at the same time to catch a song because the dj was like you what you didn't want to you didn't want to hear talk. i wanted to hear this talk though i would record this if this would have been the cassette thing but you know uh just being in that moment and 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 thinking because like i hear these songs probably a thousand times before anybody else hears it because like even as of late like i record produce engineer everything so it's like really nobody hears anything at all. So I don't have any outside. Oh, my wife will tell me if I'm sorry, but I don't really have any outside creative input on it. So it's, it's very, you know, you, you peel these layers back, but people get one shot at hearing a song for the first time. And when you played that song, like I can just remember, I was like, this is it, man. This is the moment where the song is no longer mine. Like it now belongs to everybody, 
you know, <laughs> hopefully everybody. And that was just a, a really crazy moment. I do carry that moment with me. Like I'll never forget that feeling or the sand in my shoes at that particular moment. <laughs> That's good. Well, I, I am honored to be part of the journey. Uh, I've told you a whole bunch of times. I, I, I can't thank you enough because it it's to me, it's uh, one of the one, two or three of the numbered highlights of my quote unquote or terrestrial radio career. You know, um, like you said, being right. number one per capita in the country for two and a half years during it, debuting that song and naming it and then getting the album shout out, you know, uh, that there are moments I I can't even really express into words, which uh, my friends will laugh at because they know that I have the Gabin disease and I can't stop talking most of the time. So when it comes down to it, man, uh, I, 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 I can't thank you enough for extending that track to me that day the conversation we had, the the moments that we talked about before it led up to the debut, you guys listening to it uh, through the app down on the Gulf Coast, and then sharing your reaction with me after the fact, it just blows me away. Even today, you know, we're we're eight eight to well about eight years, nine years past when that happened uh, ish. 14, somewhere in there not that's that's nine years man yeah that's unreal that's unreal what's what's crazy is i shot that uh music video like on the iphone 4 and it's like it's been one of the best music videos reacting to it. i actually saw statistics of it today that like it gets like 48 views a day i'm like what <laughs> it's, it doesn't sound like a lot and it's not a lot but i mean for a song that just like wow it's crazy man <laughs> look at that I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, to- I'll tone it back. Uh, I, I didn't mean to watch it 48 times a day. I'll, I'll tone it ah. back a little bit. I'm driving your numbers. Up. <laughs> the numbers up. <laughs> no, that. Yeah, but enough about about me because uh, again, this is you know I, I wanted you on the show for to talk about our history, your history mostly, because you know without frankly without you and another lost year being a part of my life, I don't think I would be as much of a local celebrity as I would be. Uh, you, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Crazy. That's I, I beside mean, the point. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I feel like they're obviously everybody along the journey. Is like, it's like you said, it's like a legacy. So it's like, you know, I, I, I look at it. If I if I were to hang it up now, the last ten years, eleven years would be all for naught, be for nothing, for and nothing. Uh, yeah, and I don't, I don't want that. Um, and so there are, you know, there there are a handful of people that um, have been a t- tremendous part of this journey, and like without a doubt, you are one of those people, and it, uh, you know, it's, it's it's cool, like that's again, one of the reasons that I continue to keep doing it and keep trying to, you know, I, I say break out, but I'm not, I'm in today's world. What does that mean, man? You look at people's Spotify numbers and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's all 
perception and it's like what does it mean to you and to me like at the end of the day i've succeeded i mean i've played sold out shows i've played the room full of people singing songs back to me do i want to hear more of that do i want to sell out more yes if i never play another show again will i be all right yeah man i'll i'll be fine you heard that hesitation i mean i'll, I'll be fine um but people like you uh what do you mean people like you people like you are the reason that um you know i, I keep doing it and i i, I kind of take more of the craft seriously still like i could write for algorithms i could do that stuff i was on the phone earlier with uh, a guy and he's like he's like you know the the four chord thing i'm like yeah man i like every hit's written off those four chords and we can do that and it's they are very appealing but i'm trying to not do that you know i want to when I listened to the song, I listened to the song because it, it made me feel something. I wanted to be in a band because I saw the movie Eddie and the Cruisers too, and uh, it made me feel something. So I'm trying to do the same, feel something, make people feel something too. When they hear that song the first time, you know, it's got to grab them. So. Well, you, you grabbed my attention back, uh, back in, uh, 2012, 13, uh, from here in you tracks on uh, the station that I worked for at the time to Sirius XM to music choice. Uh, you know, I, I hear it in the various, uh, areas. And of course, uh, on my, uh, music player, uh, a lot, including the killer kidder show soundtrack on Spotify, which you can subscribe to for free. Yes. I have my own curated music there's a lot of metallic on there but uh also on uh, every another lost year track that's been released <clears throat> so there's that but basically where do we go from here in 2022 what's uh, you said you're not you're maybe touring five ten days maybe not all at once doing a few things randomly here and there maybe writing a little music here and there. I mean, uh, can you give us a little bit of an idea of what's upstairs with Clinton? What's going on? If only I could. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always right. I, I, I write and record. I, I want to say daily. I mean, it's at least five times a week. I open up my doll and I try and bang out a new idea. So, I mean, I could release a full-length album right now. Like, make no, I could release two of them right now completed songs they're not mixed it, once they got back from mix let me reiterate that um so there, there, there's a bank of songs the yellow brick road actually was written before the pandemic it was before the pandemic um i'm sitting on uh you know what i'll just say it first here uh it's the 10-year anniversary of war I have just gotten back the new mixes of war that has been completely re-recorded and redone. And I will tell you this, it is very modern, but it is very true to what it was. I'll actually send it to you when we get done. For oh you. man. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Thank you. And uh, so that's, and that's something I didn't, we didn't, I didn't tell anybody. I was just like, you know, you were talking about, you probably listened to the better days out. And the reality is I don't, when that album comes on to, um, I have Amazon uh, music is what I listen to. I, I use Spotify too, but I pay for Amazon. So um, I will subscribe to your, uh, your, your playlist. Hell yeah. Um, but I, I skip over those songs. I don't listen to those songs because I don't, 
I don't own those songs. And uh, that's a very difficult thing for me because those songs were very personal to me. Like War on the Inside of Row, a year after my mom had died, um, you know, arguably the biggest song of my illustrious career um, to date. A fantastic song. Like, I, I love that song. I can tell you that there was a point in time where I, I, I probably may have been passing. Like, I can't fucking play this song one more time. But, man, I love that song. I love playing that song. If there's one song that people will sing along to by the end of the night, they've never seen us, it's going to be that song. They're going to sing that song. Um, so I, I didn't listen to the album at all. And uh, when Taylor Swift was going through her thing with Scooter Braun, like, uh, my father-in-law and everybody kept like, why don't you just re-record everything? I'm like, yeah, well, duh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Um, and, I, and I finally did it. And man, I, I'm glad I didn't do it before because I would have already released it by now. But uh, with the whole 10 year anniversary coming up in like two months and stuff, uh, I've redone the, well, not redone it, but there's new artwork for it. It's just very, you know, 2022. And I, I'm just excited for you to hear it because there's a, a neat little twist in there that is it's very, I can tell you if this version came out right now to radio. Oh. <laughs> I, okay. Am I gonna be like running around in circles, like uh, like I'm five again, and I got the the favorite candy that I've been asking for for six weeks? Like I've let, <laughs> but I already know. I've let three people hear it. Uh, that know that know like Adams heard it, um, and like two other people have heard it, and they are just like, you can tell, like, because when it comes on, you're like, I know this. And then when it drops, you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? <laughs> it's nasty. It is nasty. Like, uh, if you if you like any of the newer stuff, like Call It Like It Is, Death of Me, like the massive production. Like I said, I've been recording and engineering everything myself. So it's like I got to do all the things that I, I've always wanted to do in these songs. And War was no exception. Like, I we beefed up the wrists. I mean, we, we went, it was me, it's me and uh, my lead guitar player now, Justin, who's actually in Blacklight with me. But I mean, this kid majored in classical guitar, his voice is the second instrument. I mean, I think we it maybe took us like an hour to record. <laughs> but we, we, I, I think I did two takes vocally straight through. I didn't stop at all. I mean, I've been singing that. I know that song left and right. And I know how I should have sang it the first time. And I corrected that. And just a, a lot of stuff, man. It's, I'm, I'm excited for you to hear it. You're going to hear it and be like, this song sucks, man. I don't <laughs> <hear the> shit. <laughs> you're, you're probably going to blow my socks off. And, and then my pants will be blown off right after that. And then we have an issue because, well, you can't see below the, pant, the, below the shirt line anyway. So maybe we're good. It's all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. First of all, just thanks in advance. Uh, so then it's recorded and it's out there because uh, I've always appreciated being able to have that uh, dialogue with you. Like I don't have with anybody else. I mean, I, I truthfully, I, I don't. Uh, all the other artists that I've met along the way and uh, various levels of uh, share your phone number or talk here and there, or whatever. You've always been number one true to uh, both to you and I, right? So uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate, uh, you know, being able to spend this time with you and, and hang out with you 
Uh, wish it was in person again, of course, but you know, the whole distance, uh, thing and travel and work and all of that normal, uh, stuff that Bring goes on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it, don't think that that's an, a, a cue to end it because it's, it's not, I just wanted to throw that in there. So then it's, you know, actually recorded and, and known, how far uh, what's that? How, how far are you from Sturgis? Sturgis would be uh, eight hours, maybe ten, oh, okay. depending on which way we go. Probably eight. You ever make it out there? I have never been to the Sturgis Rally because uh, it's usually around my birthday uh, weekend. So the past few years, I've been going to Vegas. Uh, like six or seven years, I've been going to Vegas that weekend just to to get out of uh, out of here. And I know it's not, you know, so bad for p- people who don't ride motorcycle, but don't ride motorcycles. So I'd be one of the uh, 10% who are there and like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> well, well if, you, if you get out there, man, you don't have to stand in the mass population. You come hang out with us, bro. <laughs> I like that idea. So, you, what, you know, was, I'll let you know. Yeah. Hey. The door's always, I'm just, I just say that the door's always open. If you ever want to bring a show on the road, man, like was the door's open. Oh, we've been on the road. All right. <laughs> you go watch some of the other episodes. Uh, one of them in particular, when I, uh, we were in Iowa, <clears throat> I was in Iowa with brother Nico and rude boy, Kyle, and, uh, I had a few too many of these. You'll, you'll enjoy that episode when you go back and check that one out. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh even did the episode from uh uh the weekend of AEW full gear when it was in in Minneapolis did it live from the uh, shady hotel room overlooking an outback uh, with a holiday gas station over my shoulder very nice. very classy set <laughs> should have got the sponsorship dollars man you know uh, that's one thing we're lacking uh, is any of the sponsorship dollars you know Really, the pocketbook is funding it. So, I mean, I'll throw out the cheap plug. If you want to buy a shirt or a, a, perhaps a pint glass or something, go to beerbluesbs.com. Again, beerbluesbs.com. You can buy us a beer. Yeah, we have a buy us a beer button right on the homepage. So you can buy us a beer or perhaps a round type of personalized message. Even the merch store, like I was talking about, the shirts and uh, pants, sweatshirts. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Of course, <laughs> the big thing is the pint glass, right? Lots of pint glass designs. Beerbluesbs.com. Anyway, thanks for the cheap plug. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, man, I, I don't know if I want to be on this show again. <laughs> no, nah, man. Dude, I want one of these glasses that you got, though. I got to get one now. Well, I got to get your new address, uh, number one, so so you can let me know because I think the uh, address I have from you is a couple years old. Maybe that's why when I sent you an invite to a special day, we didn't uh, get a response if you wanted the chicken or if you wanted the beef, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Damn, bro. I would have been there. Listen, I mean, it is. If you don't know this about me, man, me and my Uh-oh. wife, we love, we love wedding. 
so much that our 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 wedding film company. Listen, it's called Food and Cake, man. Food oh, and Cake. Awesome. And uh, what? Eat your- yeah, I, and our cake was. I, I have to throw this out there because you brought up the cake. Uh, our cake was phenomenal. Number one, uh, the 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 lady who made the cake been in business for i want to say 60 years and i think she actually retired and then decided she didn't want to retire reopen the store and the the cake was just fantastic so i gotta throw that out there but not to get off track with with your your uh your wedding plus cake what what's a website where can people find out about your uh main hustle other than music uh, yeah, our website's called foodandcakeweddingfilms.com. <laughs> hey, that's easy. It's the best part about it. Um, they, they, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if I don't know, if we'd have known there was food, man, we'd have been there. What kind of cake was your cake? It was chocolate. Uh, not not quite the like devil's food cake chocolate where it's too much, but uh, it's her. Uh, specific like original chocolate recipe that she would make and she would uh, make the frosting for it as well and so the the outside of the cake was made to look like it was a oh how do i describe it i want to say plastic but it was edible uh uh was that a filament so we had a filament on the outside to shape it and then we had it on like elevated pillars that were lit so whoa it, it, and and it took place at the uh one of the venues that you played in what venue <laughs> the it used to be known as the one across the river in mandan and now it's the strawberry bar the one was uh there's a papa murphy's that's right across from there right yes sir <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I gotta. So I've never, I've never uh, at this point in my life, I still haven't had Papa Murphy's. Ella. <laughs> I have. All right, I have. But at this point, I have not had Papa Murphy's, and we're in that RV. Like maybe you remember when we had the RV. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. so, I get food, and I was like, "Damn, there's a pizza." Like looking it up, I was like, "Oh, there's a pizza place right across the street." So they like. <laughs> We're thinking that we're going to get this pizza, these two pizzas, and bring them back to the RV and eat them, right? And so somebody, I don't remember who got the pizzas, but they come back with the pizzas. And I'm like, you see anything wrong with these pizzas, bro? Do you see anything wrong with these pizzas? Like, no, they look no. good, right? <laughs> I'm like, they're not cooked, man. <laughs> it's like, they gave me uncooked pizzas, but like, none of us have any clue that that is a thing. And in the mid west area take and bake is a thing so that was uh that's how i remember that venue is because of that right there true story yep the funny thing about it is uh had you asked uh the crew operating at the time you could have brought those two over thrown them into the oven and actually cooked them which is probably what you ended up doing right (laughs) somebody was like i think I don't know if it was you or somebody told us that the place had uh, ovens, and that was that was actually how we got them cooked. Yeah, 
Well, if it was me, uh, it probably wasn't. But if it was me, you're welcome. Uh, I always want you to have the uh, highest quality cuisine when you're in town. Nothing like a take and bake pizza to set off your appetite. <laughs> it, it's funny, like how I I eat pizza now, but you know I used to not because everywhere we would go, it's like pizza. Like it's only so much pizza. Well, my wife would eat pizza all the time, but uh, me, I'm I like to. I'm a I'm a chicken kind of guy. Like I, I would just. They'd be like, what do you want for dinner? I'm, I'm like, just go get one of those rotisserie chickens from Walmart. Get two of those, and that will feed all of them. will be fine. Um, so that's, you know, learning, learning how to live in that realm of, like, moderately healthy on the road was a, was a trick that took me years to, to learn. I mean, I, got, I lost 50 pounds while on the road just because I was like, man, I got to get in shape and do something different. Well, you're still looking good, as uh, good as you looked when you came back here. So I have to say oh, that. Uh, but one thing that we should have done when you were here is gone through Big Boy. Because big boy. we have a Big Boy here, and it's the only one, uh, I think the next closest one's in Michigan. So the Big Boy here, they have the broasted chicken as well. Yep, exactly. Oh. Big boy holding holding the tray and everything, just like in uh, Austin Powers movie. It's it's the same same big boy. Delicious uh, burgers and and flying style this and the pizza burgers and the chicken and the frozen coke ices and yep it's it's all there. Just get in line. This sounds delicious. Do you, do you, I see. I'm uh, I do the thing for for Lent. Um, although I, I don't really celebrate Lent other than this, which I guess is celebrating Lent, uh, <laughs> but I, I uh, don't eat sugar, uh, refined sugars. I do it twice a year. So once for Lent and then for my birthday to Thanksgiving, it's just like a reset for me. It helps me maintain. I, I enjoy doing it, but, um, you know, so you're talking about all these delicious frozen cokes and ices and cake and like at the wedding that i was at this weekend in denver filming i didn't eat any of the cake it was you know it's tough man i got like a week left and then i'm just gonna rub cakes all over my body <laughs> do lots of coca-cola the, the good coke you know <laughs> yes yes <clears throat> i love the, the is the mcdonald's coke that's what it is that's, oh that's what you God. want Oh See, my god! If we ever get to go to Waffle House, Waffle House's vanilla cokes are legendary because they I, mix the vanilla coke right there on the spot. I'm in. I'm down for that. Legend. I'm legendary. down for that. Well, how about we work their brains a little bit, and if you would indulge me of some favorite uh, other moments when you were on tour and uh, favorite places, that sort of thing. Give me indulge me please uh probably i don't know man um my favorite moments have always been coming from areas like uh like yours where the radio stations really got to kind of do what they want and they were very in tune with what their listeners liked um because that always helped I mean, bring people out to the shows, which obviously makes a difference. So, you know, North Dakota's always been a fun place. Well, last time we were there, we were with Sons of Texas. Is that right? I think yep. so. So yeah. that was a great time. I mean, Joplin, Missouri has always been a great place. Another super strong market. 
um, you know, we got to do ship rock and that was, I mean, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool. We got to go down to the Grand Turk Island. Um, we played, we were, we were supposed to, originally we were supposed to play right before Breaking Benjamin, which you know is probably one of my favorite bands, um, in the theater, which is like very prestigious for ship rock. Like everybody's like, oh, you're in the theater. That's crazy. Uh, but <clears throat> we didn't get to play that slot because Shaman's Harvest had to drop off ship rock. They were on the Nickelback tour. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. And, <laughs> and uh, so they actually moved us from the theater to headlining the uh, Adriatic stage on Tuesday night. And I'm like, man, it's in the back of the boat. Nobody's going to come to this damn thing. Like the last man playing on the stage, which is the, it was the eight o'clock. It's a cool thing. But man, we went in there to play and that room was slam packed. And they were singing from the first song louder than we could play. And I just remember like, man, we gave everything that we had. And so we're in the back of this cruise ship. So any little mo movement, like you <laughs> felt it. Like, we were getting into it, man. And you, you, the boat's moving and you're moving, smacking into the mic. It was a really fun time. Um, I think uh, Aaron from Breaking Benjamin had come out that night. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, our waiter, from, we had our own personal waiters, uh, like the, the, it was a, I'm telling you, it was a wild experience. Um, we, the first night, Monday, uh, we got on the boat at two o'clock, we go get in there and all our music's playing on the entire ship. And I'm just like, whoa, this is unreal. Um, me and Leander are out kind of just cruising the ship, getting familiar with it. And uh, we walk into the casino and... Aaron from Breaking Benjamin, a bass player, is there, and I kind of start rapping with him. And he's like, "Oh man," he's like, "He's like, have you ever met Ben?" I'm like, "No, I've never met Ben. I would love to meet Ben." He's like, "Oh, let me get him." And he just like taps me. He turns around at the bar, and he's like, he's looking at me all goofy and shit. And we kind of, and the first thing that he says to me is like some period joke, like he makes some menstruation joke to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so that kind of set the tone, and you know, we were just kind of joking around and. Uh, and then all of a sudden, LeJean from Seven Dust comes up, and Ben's like, oh, LeJean. He's like, you know, Clint, you know, last year, I was like, yeah, I know this guy. And I was like, holy shit, this is one of the coolest moments ever. Ben Burnley just introduced me to LeJean, who already knows who I am. <laughs> it was, uh, that, was a, that was a cool thing. Um, really, I mean, every night, is as ridiculous and cheesy as it sounds every night super special every place has a, a special spot to me i mean like we used to play this place in algona called the afterlife and i mean you're talking there's nothing in algona but a thursday night at 12 30 and 12 30 a.m friday morning you know we, we got 150 people in there in this underground venue and uh you know those nights are special but the nights where we played to nobody when we loaded into a venue that's 20 below because the heater went out and we're playing to four people at the bar acoustic. It's like, even those nights are extremely special because I learned something that night. Like I learned that whoever was with me at the time couldn't hang or I learned that, you know, that, that wasn't for me. Like this past summer, I worked in live broadcast for baseball and I learned that, uh, I don't like that shit. That is not for me. Baseball games, are too goddamn long, man. Nobody wants to sit through that shit. And then you get put on a double header 
where you're on the first base camera and the sun's beating down on you all day. Nah, that's not me, man. I hate, I hate baseball. I, I do too. Several reasons. I, I hate baseball. And I, uh, in, in my experience saying, I thankfully have never worked a, a baseball game ever. And I'm going to keep that in my, my will happen before I die that I will never work a baseball game. I'll go to it. If I, if I have to, uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, brought me to, I should say it was our, our idea to go, but, uh, we went to <clears throat> two different twins games uh, a year apart. And it was, uh, my college night at the twins, the UND night at the game. So, you got the special edition hat, which is really the, the big reason I wanted to go. Like, if I have to sit through this shit, then we might as well enjoy it because it's uh, my college night at the game. But uh, best thing about it was not paying attention to what was on the field. <laughs> was sitting to BSing with the people that were around us or that we were there with. Uh, I got to meet, uh, in fact, a, a shout out to Mace Michaels, a uh, meteorologist for the Twins. He is their team meteorologist, but he also fills in at uh, Fox 9 in Minneapolis or sometimes even CARE 11 in Minneapolis, so the, the top-tier news stations for the Minneapolis area and some of the other stations around around uh, the country. So got to meet him, get to, get to know him and, and hang out, and uh, I got to talk weather with him, which, uh, you know, talking weather... It gets pretty uh, nerdy, so uh, we, we had a good time. But baseball, otherwise, no. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, baseball's not. Uh, yeah, it's just not. It's not like I, said, I played played baseball in high school and college, but uh, working working at a baseball game, especially like live broadcast, was not fun at. Oh, yeah. So since you, you, you brought up uh, TV here, what, what are some shows you're watching now? Some shows you fell in love with, uh, maybe movies, something like that. What What's on the playlist for the two of you? But yeah, she watches a lot of uh, murder documentaries. And then she got me hooked on to uh, reality TV um, in the form of bachelor and the bachelorette and uh and we also watched this show called 90 day fiance which i'm, I, I'm so glad that this is recorded <laughs> I, I actually like i said i'm in school finishing up my uh my bachelor's in entertainment business at full sale which is an entertainment school and one of the i'm in the excellence program i'm one one credit away from finishing the excellence program. I'm probably going to be a valedictorian. I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm the greatest there ever was. It's true. It's uh, true. So one of my excellent things was I had to create a TV show for a month, four episodes, weekly episode, and I had to deal with some current events. So we had just bought the cabin. So I was reworking on remodeling, doing some stuff. So what we would do is we would remodel the house while talking about reality television and the show that i talked about mostly was 90 day fiance where if you don't know the premise of the show it's usually american women or american men that are bringing uh a foreigner we can say that right that we can say foreigner 
we brought they bring four, it's like the band they bring four, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> bring four to the u.s on a k-1 visa they get engaged and they have 90 days to get married now these people usually have never met each other but they have done all these like branched off series where it's like 90 days the other way before the 90 days all this crazy shit and you like watch these people you're like dude are you this dumb? Like, how could you be this dumb? They're working you for a green card. Some people truly fall in love. Some people don't. It's uh, Jenny and Samit, this old woman. She's like 60 and the guy's like 30. He's Indian. She's in India. I mean, it is, it's crazy. It's crazy. You should watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll add it to the, I'll add it to the list. Uh, I, I know, uh, on my end, it's been, like I said, uh, more of the Marvel series lately. Uh, we watched Hawkeye, and now that Moon Knight is airing, we're, the second episode was just out this uh, last week, so we're watching that, and that that's messed up. Like, it's not Marvel-y Marvel. It's it's just weird. So if you get a chance to to watch, if you like the Marvel series, you know, check Marvel's that out. X-Men. They're X Men, right? Marvel X Men. Uh, that's the, I never watched the X-Men, so I don't know if that's the oh. DC universe or what about, not. What about Morbius? That's Marvel, right? Yes, that, that is a Marvel one. Yes, I haven't seen that one, but, uh, I see all the reviews and how bad it is. And I'm like, man, eh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll hold off until it shows up on, on my subscription. Do they hate on it because of Jared Leto? That's the thing. Maybe. I, I don't know. People just like we to just hate went, on stuff to hate on stuff, I think. You know, like, oh, that person hated on it. So, <laughs> and, and we then, just you went know. and saw the Batman with Robert Pattinson. And everybody told me they were like, this, that movie's trash. And I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was like one of the greatest movies I ever saw in my life. The, the critic has spoken. One of the greatest movies. He has ever seen. Oh, sorry, one of the greatest movies he has ever seen. Clinton in Cannon world. watches Batman <laughs> in a world. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was good though, man. Yeah, we don't. I mean, that's about what we watch: reality TV and sure, just uh, terrible comedy. Right. For for the reality TV end of it, I like Bar Rescue. Uh, I like seeing John Taffer yell at people for stupid stuff. I've seen one this chicken's been here for how many weeks? How dumb are you? Like that, that, that makes me laugh. It's, it's, it's just, you know, using your brain. Uh, and then gold rush. I'm, I'm a huge gold rush fan. It's something that just sucked me in 10 years ago. And I've been watching ever since I'm like, yep, they're mining dirt. This is great. They're putting the dirt in through the they got the front loader now they're putting it through the through the sluice and hopefully they get some gold <laughs> just uh, that's me watching every week i'm like what's gonna happen they're gonna get gold or they're not gonna get gold like one of two things is gonna happen here and then uh, gold rush whitewater did you did you see that where uh it's it's the hurts uh dustin and uh, dakota fred hurt they they do white water mining for gold, so so they're up in Alaska. Uh, Fred Hurt, which is Dustin's dad, uh, used to be a miner back in the day, but he lived in Minot, North Dakota, for 
I don't know how long, quite a while he lived up there. And in fact, when he was introduced into the series in gold rush in season one, you could tell by the blurred out plate that he had North Dakota plates on his truck. <laughs> Cause I'm a nerd like that. So I'm like, it that's is Fred. Dakota Fred, but that's a long drive to Alaska. Uh-huh. But he made it and uh, following their story and uh, ups and downs is interesting too. <laughs> he oh, said, but he made it. I missed it. You said, but he made it. But he made it. It's a long drive, but he made it. But he made it. I don't know how long it took, but he made it. It's kind of like uh, you guys loading up the bus to come up here. You're like, we're going where? Okay. All right. So I know where it is. How long? What? Yeah. We're going there. But you made it. (laughs) We made it. We made it. More more than once. So I I appreciate your GPS skills and the ability to stay in the bus and not kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. That's an art. That's an art that people don't understand. Like there was this band was just talking to me. They're like, we want to go out and tour. I was like, I'm looking at the personalities in the band. I'm like, yeah, you, do you know what you're getting involved with? Are you sure of that? I was like, because it's it's a novel idea. Like, everybody thinks, like, you can go out and play shows. We do it. We, we see each other twice a month. Well, I know we can go out and tour together. I'm like, seeing people twice a month and living in a very small space with people, two very different things. Yeah, because unless you spend a, a bunch of money, every city that you go to, to get separate hotel rooms so then you have that separation which just from the very small amount that i know about uh, the touring and all of the bands who i've met over the year if you do that you make zero money in fact that is a great way to go into the negatives very quickly yeah we uh we actually i got a job for holiday in very part-time when I told you I was a lifeguard, <laughs> uh, you know, you want, you work once every six months to, to get a discount. And actually, uh, my drummer now, he works for Hilton. So we get like hotels for 35 bucks a night. Works out great for us, which by the way, anybody out there listening in a band, you should get somebody in your band to be working in the hospitality industry. Um, but yeah, man, you know, we, <clears throat> we didn't, we lived in our van. The only way we got showers was I, I was smart enough to get a Planet Fitness membership so we can get showers you know daily but nah man that's that's the thing too is like people oh we'll just get a hotel every night i know you won't watch how much that costs i'll tell you how much that costs Mm -hmm. yeah you do it for one month and then you won't have any money to make it to the next town but you do it for one month Uh, exactly man a hundred dollars a night minimum that that is a cheap 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 hotel i'm talking not not even continental breakfast cheap but just 20 months, 20, 20 days out of that month is two grand. You, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like bands go out there, they're, they're making 150 bucks a night. You got to get gas. You got to eat food. Like you're not smart. So live in a van. Do it, do it once and then, then you learn and then you're probably not until you hopefully hit a, a big record deal or something like that. Um, which might not work out either (laughs) never we don't we don't have to go there that's fine so i know i've taken up 
a lot of your time. And I mean, it's hard to encompass, you know, 10 years of time into one interview. It's hard to encompass even since we last saw each other in one interview. Yeah. Number one, uh, new music coming again. You said you're writing all the time. So we have aside from the 10th anniversary release, which you announced, is there other new music coming? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, but the way we were, you know, we were talking about Spotify and things like that, um, getting to a new car, looking the dash. One thing you're not going to see is a CD player. <laughs> They're not there anymore. So uh, the digestibility of, a, of an actual CD will come after that we have exhausted the singles. And I say that because the digital world is a lot different. You know, we, if I were to release an album, none of those songs are going to get lost in the, in the sauce. So, and I feel like this also forces people to, to cut fluff too. I mean, a lot of bands are still going to, you know, fluff albums, but I'm just going to drop singles and it'll be the same thing. Like once war comes, the new version of war comes out, um, there may be one more single that'll come after that. And then I'll probably do another EP, um, with the, the remaining songs that are there. Um, had enough's going to be one. I've kind of previewed a little bit in some of the fight videos that I've done. Um, there's another song called Breakdown. Uh, it's another song that probably make it called Figure It Out. Uh, like I said, I got just albums worth of stuff. Uh, just kind of making it all make sense. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm releasing, uh, short of Yellow Brick Road, has been like all new stuff. Yellow Brick Road, I just love that chorus. It really needed to come out. <laughs> um, Definitely new music. I mean, I, I, in reality, would like to put a full-length album out by the end of the year. Um, but there'll definitely be more new music uh, coming out. We were supposed to do another run with Flaw in the middle of May, and I think that's been pushed. So that kind of pushed my release date for the next single a little bit. So there's a lot of things that kind of come into play with releasing it. But, um, yeah, you, you'll hear new music before then. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'm always always excited for the new music and uh, you know that uh, I'll be one of the first to click the subscribe to it, the listen and uh, add to the killer kidder show playlist on top of that. The last thing that I I have on here is uh, Clinton's choice. (laughs) What the hell does that mean? Right? Well, yeah, it's, it's opening up Pandora's box. You can never put it back in the box. So the floor is yours. Tell us about what's on your mind, what's going on, uh, what you like, what you don't like, anything and everything. The microphone is now squarely again, like you're on stage in front of 2 million people in your face. Damn, man. Uh, No pressure. uh, Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, honestly, really, the the only thing that that is kind of... I watch the news every day, which is a terrible thing to do. Um, but I think a lot about Ukraine, like truthfully, how crazy that is. And uh, kind of how in 2022, watching whatever is actually happening. Like, let me just say that I have no idea what actually is going on. I don't think any of us actually know what's going on. But what I do know is that there are like civilian people getting killed and it's 2022 and that 
I think a lot has to do with, you know, we lost touch along somewhere in the evolution and the progression of technology and things like that. Like really, you know, how harmful that people's words still can be to other people. Um, so that, that's probably like the, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I think about being here at our house, 20 minutes away from the closest gas station and, you know, what would happen if, if that shit was happening to us and quite frankly, we'd be popping off rounds from our uh, balcony here, but <laughs> that's just crazy. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate to be out still, still playing music, but every night, even the last couple of shows that we played, like it's still, you know, I always talk about it before we play, we all die alone, but it's, it's, it's still, you know, that's just, that's real. That's a real thing. Other than that, 90 day fiance. I think a lot about that. <clears throat> now, of course, uh, not about another fiance because uh, somebody else would get mad, but I can, I can, I can't, I can't, no more fiances, no more. <laughs> I also, th- I also think that would be, you know, a scheduling nightmare. You thought that planning a trip and a tour for a band was bad. Uh, having a wife and a fiance probably wouldn't be a good idea either. <laughs> yeah. For your health, and I know Uh, you know how to how to shoot too. Yes, I do. That was one thing I'm pretty decent at. Uh, I would also like to talk about how upset I am that um, there is a chicken tender shortage of the honey battered chicken tenders from Tyson. Uh, You can only get them about once every other week at Walmart. So Hmm. you know that and the s'more cereal that Kellogg just is withholding those assholes. I might, I, you know, I'm, I might have to go looking for you because if I can find a couple bags of that up here, I might have to overnight them in uh, like a styrofoam container or something. So then you have your frozen chicken wings. <laughs> Dude, it is the cra- it's the craziest thing. Like I said, so it's like 20 minutes to the, to Walmart and stuff. So I go, I go to the gym when I'm, we still play shows. I do leave again this week to go to Texas, but like when I'm here, I, uh, I, I work out in the morning and then I go to Walmart because I'm going there. So it's not like we have to buy groceries for like three weeks. And I go every day to the store, but I go every day to the store. I I like how she's laughing in the background. (laughs) I look for two things every day. Number one is those Tyson honey battered chicken tenders because I don't have fast food around here. It's the closest thing to fast food I can get. Get some protein. They're not terrible for you. And secondly is Walmart brand great value orange juice with no pulp, not some concentrate. Okay. That shit is like impossible to find, but it's the best orange juice in the world. Fight me. I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, I personally go with the, the, uh, stuff that's, uh, from Florida, not from concentrate, uh, in, in the cartons, uh, that yep. would be close second. I would, I would say if they don't have the great value, that's not from concentrate. I go to Florida's natural. Yep. Hope for not yeah. concentrate. My question, how can people drink orange juice with pulp? I mean, go eat an orange, right? That's exactly. Exactly. You don't exactly have to feel it. the word. Exactly. I'll be like, I, she's like, I like to chew my orange juice. Like, get that shit out of here. Don't try to chew that. Just choke off some. Well, that, get out of here. 
I love the uh, ready peeled oranges that you can buy at fast food places or, you know, uh, convenience stores or even Walmart or whatnot. It's like pre-peeled yep. and it's three or four times the price of uh, uh, an orange itself. <laughs> like just go buy a dozen oranges and then, yes, peel them. And then you get all the pulp that you could ever hope for. It's I'm true. sorry. I, I made the mistake once in the past six months of grabbing the orange juice that I thought was the orange juice I wanted because it was the same color as the orange juice that I wanted. And I put it in the cart, made it about two aisles over, and I happened to put something else in and look down. I'm like, what the hell is this? I picked it up, and it was the extra pulp. But I'm like, ah, ah, drove my ass back over to the, to the refrigerated section and put it back because they didn't have the... Uh, the uh, no no pulp so i didn't uh, didn't go with the orange juice that day is what it is yeah even though how you pour extra pulp out of the the carton you know it's just like bulp, bulp, me, bulp, bulp. yep killing me it's not, not for me i love the uh, the shade being thrown off to the side just because we've had the the occasional laughter from the beyond and the, the side comments from the beyond uh, just doesn't want to get famous on the show. I guess that's for the 20 to 30 people watching it. I understand. I understand. It, it's a big responsibility. Did, a uh, did, did I, as you're, as you're yawning from the boredom, did I ever tell you the story as you're talking about radio and leaving radio and whatnot? I, I want to say, it it was uh corn and rob zombie i think it was it was that show so sold out the event center here and we were the presenting radio station and whatnot so we got to go up on stage and there's a you know a couple photos of me like screaming on stage and you know it it was a good time right but uh, go back into the audience, and this dude comes up to me half in the bag. He's like, dude, dude, bro, Kenner, what's up? I'm like, hey, how's it going? Oh, man, you're awesome. You're so awesome. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate it. You're just making it up, but thank you. Appreciate it. Like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, will you sign my coat? The <laughs> That looks like a, a really nice coat. I mean, I, I think that coat's like a four hundred dollar coat. Are you are you sure? Sign. I got the here. Just sign sign it, please. You, like you're serious, right? Like you want me to sign your 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 jack? Yeah. Yes. Sign, please. Just sign it, please. <laughs> okay. So I. I give it the old signature about this big on his slide of his sleeve. Man, you're so freaking awesome. Thanks, Kidder, dude. Like, you kick ass, man. Thank you so much. And I'm like, I thank you for recognizing who I am. And I'm sorry for degrading your shirt uh, or coat. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're so awesome. Thank you. You have any stories other than me included uh, about that? Uh, one time we were playing this, uh, this small bar and we, uh, were selling thong underwear at the time. Another lost year thong underwear. And there was a woman who had just gotten out of prison who was at the show and she somehow procured these thong underwear 
and um, put them on. And then she wanted them signed. <laughs> and uh, I just remember it came my turn to sign the underwear. And I just I couldn't do it, man. I, uh, I couldn't do it. I passed it off to Lee. I think Lee had a really good time that night. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Yeah, I thought I, you were going to say there's no room left. No, I've had, I've had people. Uh, one guy drug us out to sign the dash of his car. Like, it was weird. Um, I'm just trying to think of all the weird things. that I've signed a bunch of weird stuff. But the, the thong underwear, that situation was just different. And this guy, he literally drug me outside to sign the dash of his car. Other than that, not really. That's a famous dashboard now. So, thanks, thanks for sharing that trip. I'm sure you got to sign uh, arms and uh, elbows and uh, shoulders and all kinds of yeah. random never things. Because it's like most of the time people are sweaty at the shows anyway. It's just gonna wipe off. You know, whatever. Yeah, I'll sign your baby's forehead if you want it. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's a nice child. What's their name? Another lost year. <laughs> Allie. That's their name. See? Oh, there it is. A new a new generation of children have a name now. Yep. And you'll sign them for a moderate uh, fee of modest fee, five dollars. Five dollars, yeah. Or you could just uh you know like us on Spotify as well as the Killer Kidder show. Woo! Well, thanks for that shout out. Um I've taken too much of your time, uh, both of you sitting over there uh so number one thank you number two i appreciate it number three it's been too damn long so thanks for indulging me for this uh for sure man. episode really appreciate it so uh, before i go our our thing is that we've been talking for a while so we got to throw out some cheap plugs you mentioned the spotify already of course hopefully this little podcast can uh, be seen by more and more people we get it out there we share the good word go to another lost year.com get the latest updates no we don't go there anymore we go to facebook no. that that was hijacked by by the somali pirates or or the uh, the indian uh, arabic uh japanese who somebody hijacked it now we're we're airing videos so you got to f- find another lost year one where do we go yeah you can't you can find us on Facebook now. We are another lost year, uh Facebook.com slash uh another lost year official. Ah. So um there's that. Uh as far as the nothlostyear.com website, that domain is just an old one uh from the better days era. We did go to who is AOI like as it evolved. Uh but mostly like it, for keeping up with shows and things like that, like I keep Spotify updated pretty regular when shows are coming around um instagram we also have uh instagram official aoi um i have a twitter too that's attached to it so just kind of whatever is from there but really you can keep up with me personally you know clinton aoi i i don't get on there as much as i should but whenever it is showtime and things like that that's kind of the best way to go it's just it's like I said, a digital world, digital frontier, trying to figure out how to do everything, but still, you know, juggle my uh, other creative life because I am busy creating for other people mostly these days instead of myself. 
so actually like um sitting here before talking to you i was editing a wedding film um as well as like pulling stills for a fighter and things like that <laughs> your facebook for another last year and, and find you on twitter and uh, instagram as well that's where i find my updates uh, from you when i don't uh, get the text for a while as well so keep keep okay. track and see what's happening uh, aside from that, well, our website, again, beerbluesbs.com. You can visit us there and uh, check out the various places where we are. Of course, the video version of this show on YouTube, the audio version all over the place, everywhere you get your podcast, it is there. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio. We are on Spotify as well for a beer blues and BS. Uh, we're also on Pandora and IMDB player FM tune in stitcher. And uh, I'm sure there's a couple other ones out there as well. So you just search beer blues and BS on your favorite app that you already have an account for. And you'll probably find us. And then if you would please hit the uh, <clears throat> subscribe or like button and well, sharing is caring as well. Other than that, buy us a beer, beerbluesbs.com. You can do that. Leave a comment. And how about this? Well, if you want to sponsor the show, you can let us know, too. You can have your logo right here in the video version or on the homepage, beerbluesbs.com. Clinton's pointing to it, so I'll do it for him, for him too. He's pointing right at the bottom of the screen. So anyway, that's about it for beer blues and bs for this edition episode 55 because you know we can't go 55 we've gone like way way too long way too long but clinton kinanon another lost year and other various projects including again your your wedding photography and moment capturing business oh he's holding up the hat Food plus cave, wedding, and eats, right? I, I got half of it, right? Food, big wedding film. Okay, we'll get there. Make it happen. Yeah. If you want your special event, wedding, especially a wedding with tasty chocolate cake with some nice fat frosting layers on top, right for Clinton, hit him up. Anyway, Clinton Kinen, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was a good time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> good times all around. So I am the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Appreciate you joining us for the special edition of uh, another episode of another long beer, blues, and BS. But remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the dusty Tuscan Highway. Catch you again on the next episode. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.
UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Perfect. I love it. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank that you, was both. That was great. <sighs> Sorry to, to drag you out for such a long time. And, and, and uh, I mean, I've, I've taken up, pff, shit, two and a half hours of your time. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all good. I'll, uh, I will look forward to uh, when we get to chat again. Hell yeah, man. Um, whenever uh, you got some updates, you want to throw some stuff out there and, and, uh, help to get another, like, uh, well, at least double or triple our, <laughs> our viewer count. You, you, we do it every, typically it's every Friday night, but, uh, I got this, uh, wild hair earlier today. I'm like, you know what is it when, when you're like, I'm open, let's, let's do this. I'm like, you know what? I've been waiting forever. So, so let's. Let's get together. I, I couldn't couldn't wait another day. It's been it's been too long. So, cool, cool man. I uh, I enjoyed it. So, me too. So I'm gonna stop the the recording here. You got to click the stop and then stop and then you got to click another stop to. Add-